now listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire, and welcome to the Paul McGuire Report, wherever you are around the world, wherever you are in the United States of America, no matter what state that is. Let me begin today's program by giving you a very, very quick overview, and then take you right up to the present moment, and then give you a projection. Uh, that I believe is already happening now and is going to continue to accelerate in the near future. Now, again, I don't say this because I I claim to be a, a prophet, but the Lord has given me, just like he's given you, uh, an assortment, a variety of both spiritual gifts, natural gifts, and the fruits of the Spirit. Now, we all have that, assuming we're born again, assuming we've invited Christ into our lives, and assuming that the Holy Spirit lives inside us. But where we are now, um, I don't believe in the term synchronicity as it is is derived uh, from New Age occultic-type sciences. But having said that, There is a degree of truth regarding synchronicity. There there is uh, a truth that has not yet been developed. I personally don't think we should throw it out, uh, but it needs to come under the scientific disciplines and the scientific method. And the scientific method, of course, is the methodology established by uh, modern science, which simply says that you must have empirical objective proof before you can say that a theory is true. You're not allowed to, if you're adhering to the scientific method, you're not allowed to uh, skip spaces. You're not allowed to arrive at, at conclusions Uh, and other such things, without first establishing a factual foundation based on uh, scientific empirical evidence. What is scientific empirical evidence? Scientific empirical evidence is evidence that is derived from um, uh, evidence. So, for example, if we if we say that we believe in Charles Darwin's theory of evolution, well, that, that's fine if you believe in that. But you can't believe in that and still adhere to the scientific method if you cannot come up with scientific proof that actually proves the existence of um, things like fossil records, uh, inanimate objects, uh, scientific evidence in terms of, of the archaeological uh, digs of ancient civilizations, ancient religious manuscripts in the form of papyrus, which was a, a primitive form of paper, uh, other proofs such as um, currency, For example, ancient Babylon uh, uh, produced its own currency. 
and the currency that it produced was very similar to the currency of today's world in that they 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 used the alchemical magical formula now you're going to hear me talk about that a lot but we you and I cannot pro- progress we cannot uh expand our learning if we remain stuck in the twilight zone of of circular thinking where we just go around and around and around in order for us to progress in order for us to determine what is true in the universe and what is a mythology and what is false we must have empirical evidence that proves that our thesis so in this case the thesis of modern science is that evolution is true because charles darwin wrote you know his famous book uh, origin of the species but most of all evolution is true because uh we have collected so many i think there's something like 80 to 90 million fossil records on planet earth found in sediment in frozen caves in uh uh wilderness areas in mountainous areas and when you hunt down all of these different um uh, pieces of scientific evidence you no longer are postulating a theory based on uh, a whimsical notion you're no longer basing a theory on on hope you are basing a, the- a theory based on the highest objectives and principles of contemporary science. And in contemporary science, much like law in the legal system, people don't want to hear your opinion. They don't want to hear your theories. What they want to do is they want to get their hands on the scientific evidence, the scientific proof, which actually proves that the theory of evolution is true. Now, again, we have approximately 80 million fossil records scattered all over the earth, deep in frozen caves and all kinds of places. These are these these leftovers are the remains of scientific exploration and and the remains of what are called fossil records. They are actual records which um, prove that there is a trail that mankind can follow. There's a trail of scientific evidence that mankind can follow, which proves that the theory of evolution is false because you cannot find a through line. You cannot find scientific evidence that leads to a trail of evidence which proves that um, the theory of evolution is scientifically true, or we have evidence that proves the opposite. We have evidence which proves that the scientific method uh, disproves the theory of evolution. And so we can go back into time 
and we can look at the remains of civilizations, the remains of super civilizations. We can go into ancient temples and pyramids that have been preserved, and we can find what is called an archaeological trail or an archaeological record that proves that the existence of mankind is not simply the result of a random chance explosion of um, a random chance explosion of data and proof that um, establishes a fact, and that fact would be a consistent archaeological record in the form of bones, in the form of DNA, in the form of ancient buildings and ancient knives and things like that. All of those things provide living proof that the theory of evolution uh, is not true and that there is some kind of creator God who very carefully led mankind uh, into the future and left evidence in in the form of um, an archaeological trail of evidence, a genetic or DNA trail of evidence. And it's this evidence, including the evidence of super-civilizations, which provide proof that evolution is not a fantasy, but evolution is, is a truth. Now, conversely, the competing, in our world today, the competing worldview that is at war with the theory of evolution is the theory of uh, Darwinian evolution. And Darwinian evolution essentially says that uh, all of creation is an accident. Uh, All of creation is an accident. And if we examine the archaeological records, if we examine the remains of super-civilizations buried deep in ancient temples and ancient caves all over the world and deep under the sea, such as in the Bahamas, there are massive, massive cities spread out, um, kind of like a, a, a table or a platform deep under the ocean, and if you photograph it, as people have, you see the archaeological records, you see the the ancient pyramids, the ancient technology, and you see physical evidence in terms of archaeological records, you see physical evidence that proves that the theory of evolution uh, is true. And what caused it to be true is one of two things. There there is either a biblical God, which the Bible describes as the infinite personal living God of the universe. So there's either a biblical God, or Darwin's theory of evolution is true. And Darwin's theory of evolution states that mankind, the flowers, Every living thing is the product of a massive amount of um, order out of chaos in which you can find 
left over in the soil and the water in the buildings and the temples and in archaeological digs, you can find uh, what is left over, which is uh, archaeological data and records which prove that mankind is here because of a reason. Mankind is here because of a genetic plan and a DNA plan. And so that's where we are. And, and as we look at the world that we're in, and this, this is where the rubber meets the road, what I am talking to you about now, uh, there is no more important subject. So the subject at hand that we're talking about, there is nothing more important than this subject because it is this subject, evolution, as an explanation for mankind's origins. It is, it is this uh, a proof of Darwinian evolution which presents the, the so-called facts as to whether or not mankind was created by an all-intelligent supreme being and that mankind uh, was a creator and he created science and civilization and mathematics and all kinds of things mankind created. So, we, we go back thousands of years to where this all started, which was the Garden of Eden. And the Garden of Eden was located in, um, it's, it's recorded in the book of Genesis, and the Garden of Eden is located uh, in, in paradise, which was the, the, the Garden of Eden. It was located in paradise, and the Garden of Eden was, for all practical purposes, heaven on earth. It was paradise on earth. The Garden of Eden is the, is the place that God created in the book of Genesis, also known as paradise. Now, when Adam and Eve lived in the Garden of Eden, they were given such a multiplicity of things by Almighty God. First of all, they were given, Adam and Eve were given um, immortality, eternal life. Adam and Eve, this is a fact, Adam and Eve did not die. They, they, they were born to live forever. Now, this is critical. So when you study the book of Genesis, the book of Genesis is, is not some, you know, Saturday morning or whatever. MTV cartoon channel. That's not what the book of Genesis is. The book of Genesis is not a, a fairy tale uh, on par with Alice in Wonderland. You know, one pill makes you smaller, one pill makes you taller, blah, 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 blah. The, the Garden of Eden was a real paradise where there were real archaeological records which proved the immortal existence of Adam and Eve, and Adam and Eve were, as it says in Genesis, Adam and Eve were created in the image of God. And the Bible says, in the image of God, he, 
created them, both male and female. So Adam and Eve are created in the image of God, and he created them both male and female. So what happened was, when you study the book of Genesis, now now let's look at the book of Genesis just very briefly. The book of Genesis is not, let me emphasize this emphatically, the book of Genesis is not uh, a competing philosophy, a competing religion, or a competing worldview to secular humanism, Darwinian evolution, existentialism, transhumanism, Hinduism, Buddhism, and other theories designed to explain away or to explain the history of mankind. So, one of the things that we learn about the Garden of Eden is that in this Garden of Eden, we have two, well, we have a number of primary characters. One of the primary characters is Satan, who indwells um, a reptilian serpent-like being. And the reason he he dwells in a reptilian serpent-like being is so that the devil or Satan, from the the context of indwelling um, the the reptilian being, is able to, from the location, from the geographic place, uh, the reptilian being is able to wage warfare against God, against mankind, and against everything that God has created. Now, why would the reptilian being possessed by Satan be be so obsessed with this? What, what, what is the reason for this involvement? The reason for this involvement is that when we study the book of Genesis the way it is supposed to be studied, which means we are to read and study the book of Genesis as if it was the inspired and inerrant word of God, that it is, and and please listen carefully, I'm not trying to be cute, these are theological terms developed by Dr. Francis Schaeffer uh, to help us develop a biblical worldview on a much higher level of thinking. And so Dr. Francis Schaeffer categorized a biblical worldview as when somebody has a a biblical truth and it is known as a biblical worldview, and it is also known as true truth. So it's not just truth. There are many people who are claiming that this or that or the other is truth, but they're not. They're falsehoods. So, Schaefer developed the the word true truth. Another word he developed was final reality. So, what makes final reality and true truth different and better than other forms of truth is that Final reality and true truth flows directly out of the context of a of factual evidence and and measurements and history and empirical evidence 
and all kinds of facts, uh, such as the, the collection of bones and the collection of uh, the remains of ancient civilizations, etc. And when you summarize all this, these areas known as true truth, which is not just truth, it's truth that is true. So it's on a far higher level. So we possess true truth, and we possess what Schaefer called final reality. Final reality is understanding, perce- perceiving, and supplying the scientific evidence of uh, scientific reality, which has been proven true, and thus it is known as final reality or true truth. Okay, this is heavy, but it, 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 this is the superstructure upon which we are going to build our framework of reality. So now we move into the future, and we, we notice that one of the things that God has given to Adam and Eve and, and their descendants, but before the fall, one of the things that God has given to Adam and Eve is what is known as true truth and final reality. And so when man operates in possession of truthful scientific facts, when man operates in possession of final reality and true truth, man is then able to to take the next step in developing or acquiring uh, higher consciousness. And, and for the sake of this discussion, higher consciousness is, is when we assemble um, a, a long collection of data, a long collection of final reality and true truth, a long collection of facts, all which prove that the Bible is true in terms of fossil records, historical records, and even things like the, the um, you know, the, the fossil records. Out of 80 million, this is so important because the evolutionary uh, scientists are like, they're out of control in their irrational militancy. They keep saying, they keep pounding the drumbeat that um, the book of Genesis shows us where there are endless um, archaeological records and over 80 million fossil records, which totally prove in the existence of the biblical God. And when we dig deeper, we learn that the biblical God is the God that created Adam and Eve, and he created Adam and Eve according to his likeness, and he created them both male and female. When we examine the earth, when we examine Genesis, we see that there is no evidence of true truth or final reality as it pertains to uh, scientific evidence that would prove scientifically that um, 
there is a, a genetic record that, that points to God. Okay, so this is more than important. This is explosive truth. And when you release explosive truth into your universe, into your world, into your society, when you dare to release explosive truth in terms of a coherent, cogent, logical, historical, technological, scientific presentation that is replete with um, all kinds of scientific facts and scientific measurements which support the theory of evolution. And so, as we arrive into our century, there are many platforms that exist in our century. There are many platforms upon which our understanding of reality has been formed, and that would be things like uh, true truth, final reality, the falsehood of the theory of evolution, the the falsehood of, of evolution, and instead of evolution being true truth or final reality, what we have is um, a gigantic deception, a gigantic distortion regarding the nature of reality. Now, this is critical because as we move into the future and as the science of transhumanism conspires, that, but that's an acceptable word, as the science of transhumanism conspires to build a, a new transhumanist world using AI or artificial intelligence, using man-made DNA and man-made genetics, using a revised and fictitious interpretation of um, Darwin's theory of evolution. Because ultimately, what we have to understand is questions regarding the nature of reality are far more simplistic than they appear to be, or as they are presented in our school systems, in our media, in our film industry, in our educational industry, in every field of science and study and education and biology, etc., etc. In every one of these fields, the the end game that inevitably surfaces is the end game that Charles Darwin's theory of evolution is true and that um, God the creator created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them both male and female. And this is the superstructure. Make no mistake about it. This is the the superstructure upon which our world is built on. So when we have things like the global reset, when we have things like the new world order and the one world government and the one world religion and the one world economic system, when we have things like that, when we have things like uh, scientists who are using genetic engineering to uh, self-evolve 
the human race. What we have is we have man and woman stepping up to the plate in order to embrace deception and in order to um, replace themselves with the laws of God and theories on the creation of man by God and theories on the creation of man by God creating DNA and genetic material. And so all of this was constructed by God in the Garden of Eden, which was paradise. Now, here are the features of the Garden of Eden, which we must understand, because if we don't understand the features of the Garden of Eden, we are going to lose the great spiritual war for mankind, which is raging now at the end of the age. And we must be aware and cognizant of all the uh, DNA and the man-made genetic material that solidifies our position that the Creator is the only true God. And this is critical that we do that. Okay, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. Be sure right now to visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Study the facts. Become knowledgeable because knowledge is power. I was thinking about this earlier today, and maybe it was yesterday. And here is the dilemma. Here is the challenge. Here is the problem. We are currently in an all-out war, an all-out spiritual war, between God, the creator, um, the creator of mankind. We are in an all-out war uh, with the imposter of God, who, who is, is Satan, or Lucifer, which means the shining one. Now, Lucifer's primary strategic assault weapon is to uh, use spiritual deception upon all men and women. So what Satan does is he destroys the seeds of truth, the seeds of um, um, self-aggrandizing um, satanic strongholds. He creates all of those things. And remember, Satan is the father of lies. So everything that Satan builds, everything that Satan constructs, whether it's in the scientific realm, the biological realm, the uh, biochemical realm, the neuropsychology, uh, the, the neuropsychology realm, whatever realm it's in, Satan uh, is is a player, and his lies and his deception are designed to subvert, and they're designed to overthrow Jesus Christ, God, and the kingdom of God. They're designed to overthrow the truthfulness of the Word of God in this world system. Now, where we're going with this, let me just tell you as succinctly as I can. There is 
no greater place that we can go to. There is no fountain of truth that will satiate our thirst that we can go to. There's, there's no biblical foundation that we can stand upon and upon which we can perceive and process our reality. There doesn't exist any. And so Satan is the father of lies. And Satan, in the Bible, is depicted as the highest-ranking angel. And Satan is so powerful, so brilliant, so creative, that he is above all the other angels in his power and his wisdom. He's above all of them. And Satan, with his gifting, manages to facilitate a a cult-like following by men and women, human men and women that are sinful and fallen, human men and women that are lusting after greed, power, godhood. They're lusting after um, the, the things of God, and they want to usurp God from his throne room. They want to overthrow God, and they want to install, and they want to overthrow God, initiate a coup among two thirds of the angels who are fa- who are fallen, and the two thirds of the angels that are seeking to bring about a coup in the invisible realm, and two thirds of the angels that are organizing and are in the planning stage of overthrowing God uh, and God's kingdom. Now, here's the critical the, the, the critical counterattack to this dynamic, spiritual, economic, political, scientific, technological movement. This is the critical counterattack. In the Garden of Eden, God gave Adam and Eve eternal life and immortality. Adam and Eve did not get sick. They did not die. They they were omniscient. They They were embedded with all kinds of superpowers. And Adam and Eve were filled with gifting. And Adam and Eve were were bursting with all kinds of supernatural gifts and powers. But when the curse of man occurred and the fall of man occurred because Adam and Eve disobeyed the word of God, and the consequence was that the fall of man occurred, then at that moment after the fall of man occurred, Adam and Eve lost their immortality. Adam and Eve lost their uh, uh, ability to live forever. Adam and Eve um, lost the authority to rule and reign in, in this world and other worlds. You see, Jesus Christ in the Garden of Eden gave or bestowed upon Adam and Eve the supernatural authority to rule and reign over all of God's creation. So when it came to being stewards of the earth, Adam and Eve were assigned the the task or the job of ruling and reigning over 
the earth and all the creatures of the earth. And so Satan was held in check. And the earth, there were, just like today, despite the fact that many Christians today are oblivious to the reality of a multi-dimensional warfare between God and the angels and the fallen angels and mankind and the mankind that serves God, just like there is uh, an escalating conflict and the, the most important part of understanding this escalating conflict is to understand that God has given each of us a supernatural destiny which includes eternal life, regenerated DNA, regenerated uh, immortality, and above it all, Adam and Eve were given by God the supernatural authority to rule and reign as kings and queens or priests and priestesses on planet Earth. Adam and Eve were functioning like God on planet Earth, and Adam and Eve ruled and reigned on planet Earth. And so that's what's happening now. So what, Adam, what, what Satan did, Satan's number one uh, stealth missile attack, Satan's number one strategy is to, um, um, you know, the Bible says, for our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, against the darkness, uh, the, the hidden darkness. And so we are fighting that hierarchy of spiritual beings outlined by the Apostle Paul in Genesis 6. Whatever we're doing as Christians, we are not merely fighting or engaged in a spiritual war between uh, God, men and women, uh, human beings. We are engaged in a war which means mankind has now lost both male and female, Adam and Eve, mankind has lost its ability to rule and reign on planet Earth as if it was God Almighty. And mankind, as um, they, they were deceived by um, Lucifer, who tempted them and said they would be just like God if they ate from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. Now, the basis, the fundamental basis of all spiritual lies, the fundamental basis of all spiritual psyops or psychological warfare, the fundamental basis of all conflicts in the invisible realm is this. It is always a satanic and demonic attempt to initiate a regime change against God through spiritual warfare and by deceiving mankind into no longer understanding that mankind no longer uh, has the supernatural authority in Jesus Christ to rule and reign. Mankind no longer has the supernatural authority to live forever. Mankind no longer has the, the supernatural authority 
to uh, rule and reign over Satan and the other creatures, and mankind no longer has the authority to rule and reign over planet Earth as if they were God. Mankind lost its mortality, and mankind uh, lost its ability to rule and reign. And so now, um, at a certain place in time, God sent Jesus Christ as Lord to rescue Adam and Eve from uh, this greatest spiritual battle, and we are in the in the culmination phase of this great spiritual battle. We're in the culmination phase, and so our job is to recognize that in Christ, and that's a critical word, because we are in Christ. We are not out of Christ, but in Christ, which simply means all believers who've experienced forgiveness by the blood of Jesus Christ, all believers who have been born again by the Spirit of God, all believers who have been regenerated inside by the Holy Spirit, all believers who have not only been born again, but all believers who have had their spiritual authority in the name of Jesus regenerated, and that spiritual authority includes mankind being able to once again exercise its dominion and rulership over planet Earth, um, which goes back to, to the book of Genesis. Okay, so now that we've established this platform, we're going to take a bold step into the future, a bold step into the supernatural victory of God, and a bold step by which we can declare before God and the angels that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And I want to encourage you. To, to remember always, it's, it's this, I live by this, I'm not just talking about it, I live by this. God's word says knowledge is power. So when we have knowledge, which means truth regarding anything, whether it's scientific truth, agricultural truth, spiritual truth, biblical truth, when we possess by faith the truth of God, we then have uh, the knowledge of God, which brings about us being the recipients of supernatural power, because knowledge, true biblical knowledge that revolves around the Lord Jesus Christ, true biblical knowledge gives us the supernatural power of God. So knowledge precedes the supernatural power of God. And so even though Adam and Eve lost their, their uh, ability to rule and reign, Adam and Eve were given that back um, in the Garden of Eden. God began the long and slow process of redemption. And Adam and Eve were given the beginnings of an act of restoration initiated by God that centers around, at least in the Old Testament, 
It centers around the law of God, which is a mirror from God that reveals our holiness or lack of holiness. It's a mirror from God that reveals our righteousness or lack of righteousness. And when we stand upon the platform of righteousness, which can only be apprehended by faith in God's word and and faith in God's word alone, when we abide in faith of God's word and by faith reinstitute the supernatural power of God into our lives, what happens is there is a fundamental, radical, and revolutionary structure that is dismantled in our world, in both the physical dimension world and in the world and in the real world uh, upon which our final reality is composed. So, so here we are, and God has begun uh, his introduction to us regarding salvation, and God has given us the mind of Christ, and God has clothed us with power from on high, which is the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit. And we have had, ever since we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and by the way, this is no incidental thing. This is no peripheral thing. This is front and center in the kingdom of God and biblical truth. What is front and center in terms of biblical truth is this fact. Front and center in biblical truth is the reality that all men and women who've been created in the image of God and who possess the DNA of God have been given a restoration of supernatural authority. And as such, in Christ, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And as such, in Christ, we have eternal life. And as such, in Christ, we have the supernatural power of God. And when we choose to ask God to forgive us of our sins, which we can do at any time that we want to by simply coming to Christ by faith, asking Jesus to cleanse us of all sins by the blood of Jesus, we can do that at any moment we choose. When by faith we receive uh, the supernatural forgiveness of God, and by faith we receive a, a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, there, there, there manifests um, a paradigm shift that is so powerful that it transforms the fundamental nature of reality. It transforms and uh, redeems mankind, it it reinstates mankind's authority, and it gives mankind back not only its supernatural authority, but it gives mankind back um, the ability to be clothed with power from on high, to be clothed with power from on high. And so the human race all people who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior 
uh, are part of a human race that has been redeemed by God's forgiveness, and it has been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. And so, when Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden and chose to reject God's word and chose to sin by breaking the law of God, specifically, Adam and Eve chose to um, break the law of God and specifically chose to eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the Garden of Eden. And this is powerful. Now, what was that decision? That decision was based on the sinful desire that men and women originally created in the image of God would embrace satanic and luciferian deception, apostasy, and, and, and spiritual lies. Mankind would choose to embrace spiritual lies, and mankind would choose uh, to, to exercise the power and authority that, that was taken from them when they sinned. But God Almighty reinstates their power and authority in Genesis when they take actions and beliefs that are central to God being able to restore their ability to rule and reign on planet Earth. So what happens is Adam and Eve are now, they have been deceived by Lucifer. They believe that they are going to be as gods because they're following Lucifer. But that's a lie of Lucifer. They're not going to be as gods. So they're going to be what God has held back from them, and they are going to be everything that God created them to be, and the Lord God Almighty um, is now in the process of restoring them if they choose by faith to receive the Holy Spirit and if they receive, if you receive and I receive the Holy Spirit, we will participate in God's supernatural restorative process. And when that happens, we depart from the era of transhumanism, because transhumanism is nothing more than a spiritual era which teaches God's people falsely that they can function as gods, that they can walk in eternal life, that they can rule and reign and have all authority in Jesus Christ. But all of this, all of these things constitute lies, because we cannot regain the supernatural authority of God. We cannot regain um, the, the uh, ability to to live eternally. We cannot regain immortal life. We cannot uh, regain the fact that if we put our faith in Christ, the moment we die, and the moment we die, if we're born again, we will enter into the kingdom of God 
because we're regenerated, we're, we're born again. And so this, this powerful deception known as transhumanism is just as powerful as the deception which deceived Adam and Eve into believing that they could be like gods if they simply ate of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the Garden of Eden. So they, they repent of that sin. We see the beginnings of that in the book of Genesis. They repent of that sin, and they return to God. They ask God for forgiveness for all of these sins. And then they ask God to restore into them eternal life. And then they ask God to not only restore in them eternal life, but they ask God to clothe them with the supernatural power of God, known as the dunamis, which means the dynamite explosive power of God. So men and women walk all over the earth. They engage in spiritual warfare. They're in an all-out warfare between God and Satan. And in this process, they can be clothed with power from on high. And in this process, they can refute transhumanism. And instead of being deceived by Lucifer and the Luciferian technology, the satanic sciences, the satanic and Luciferian sciences and technologies, instead of walking in that progressive deception, Adam and Eve can come to God by faith through the blood of Jesus Christ, because the blood of Jesus Christ is an ever-present living sacrifice for the sins of mankind. And by receiving this restoration in Jesus Christ, Adam and Eve are able to transcend and overcome the sin of humanism, and Adam and Eve are able to do all things in Christ Jesus. And so Adam and Eve receive a restoration of spiritual deception, a restoration of um, supernatural knowledge, and when they reach out to God by faith, the dunamis, the explosive detonating power of the Holy Spirit explodes like dynamite or dunamis, like a dynamite detonation in their inner man. And so there's this explosion, there's a violent explosion in the hearts and minds of every man and woman of God, in their inner man and inner woman. There is a detonation or an explosion, and at that moment they are clothed with power from on high. They're clothed with power from on high. And when this explosive dunamis power detonates in the invisible realm, there is the quantum release of a vast and diverse spectrum of different electromagnetic frequencies that carry with them 
different kinds of charges of power, different kinds of charges of power of the Holy Spirit, and thus they are clothed with power from on high. And now, and now for the first time in the history of mankind, they have been given back the weapons of their warfare that are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. They have been given back those spiritual weapons which constitutes being clothed with power from on high. And now, as they gather together as one in Jesus Christ, as they repent of their sins in Jesus Christ, and they repent of their sins of embracing apostasy, false teachers, false prophets, spiritual deception, now they embrace God in the name of Jesus. They call upon God in the name of Jesus. And now they can ask God to make them born again. They can ask God to restate and restore their supernatural ability to rule and reign in the Garden of Eden. Because you see, right then and there, right then and there, we need to place our hands on the Scripture and read the Scripture with the utmost scrutiny. Because right then and there, God is telling us and communicating to us this all-important dynamic and this all-important truth. At this particular juncture, mankind makes a collective choice and by faith embraces and receives supernatural power from on high. And when mankind, Adam and Eve, and their descendants receive supernatural power from on high, they right then and there become more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And so the dunamis, dynamite-like explosion of the Holy Spirit that is detonating in their inner man and inner woman creates a a spiritually violent explosion which supernaturally enables and supernaturally allows the children of God to be more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. And now we can do all of the things and the very things that God's men and women have been able to do throughout human history. We can enter that higher dimension of victory and life the day we choose to use our faith to walk victoriously. So this is how it plays out. Right now, as we look chronologically at the movement of nations, the movement of economics, the movement of a global religion, the movement of a cashless society and neural implants, the movement of the signs of the times that Christ talked about, such as uh, pandemics, uh, wars and rumors of wars, droughts, famines, um, all these uh, catastrophes, all these um, um, horrific uh, earth changes that are occurring on planet Earth, all of these things are exploding, and the very source of the rebellion initiated by Satan, is being driven by 
Satan and uh, Lucifer leading the demonic powers, and their lust for leadership of the demonic powers is so fast and furious that it involves uh, mankind using their faith and seizing by faith this principle based on this word. And God's promise goes like this. For, for the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. So what this means is that in the great spiritual battle of our time, the kingdom of heaven is suffering violence, and the violent take it by force. So there is a spiritually violent struggle, a multidimensional warfare in which the spiritually violent take it by force and seize back what they have stolen from God. Now, at this point, we recognize that we're in the last days, and the restoration of all things is at hand. God has every intention of fully restoring every born-again man's and every born-again woman's capacity for supernatural love, ministry in the power of the Holy Spirit, the ability to be born again by the Spirit of God, the supernatural ability to use your supernatural authority and overcome all the powers of the devil has been given back to us. It's been given back to us. And when we read the signs of the times spoken of by Jesus Christ, we recognize that at this pivotal time in spiritual warfare, everywhere we look, there is an acceleration and a momentum of uh, the capacity of men and women to increase in, in knowledge and understanding, as it says in the book of Daniel, at an accelerated level. And so we are now, as the human race, understanding things that we never could understand before. We are now processing, as the human race, science, technology, and other developments that we never understood before. And at the forefront of this technological, spiritual, and occultic revolution, at the forefront of all of this, is the fact that it is God Almighty that is leading his people, the children of God who are born again, it is God Almighty that is leading his children back into a place of supernatural and spiritual restoration, whereby God's people discover that they have been restored in terms of their power and authority and gifting. And so, at this moment, it looks like great terror is afflicting the world, and the whole world is being shaken. And principalities and powers and demons and fallen angels and, and other such entities which are rocking the world and shaking the world for their selfish agendas, they are tearing this present world system apart. They're tearing it apart. 
and what God wants to do in this environment of terror, this environment of oppression, what God wants to do after he has warned us uh, through Bible prophecy, beginning in Genesis, moving all the way through Revelation, God has been warning us through Bible prophecy, Bible prophecy surrounding Israel, Bible prophecy surrounding a last day soul harvest, Bible prophecy surrounding uh, the increase of wickedness and the occult and immorality and transhumanism and other such things in the last days are proliferating. They're uh, proliferating in an accelerated fashion. And in addition to that, God God is sitting on his throne. He's not idle. He's not inebriated. God is sitting on his throne. And there are two things happening simultaneously. On one hand, God is sitting on his throne, and God is ruling and reigning planet Earth and the spiritual realm and mankind. God is ruling them with a rod of iron. Why? Because God is King of kings and Lord of lords. And he is God Almighty. He's all-powerful, and he's God Almighty. And then the next phase of the operation is that in this last dash attempt where mankind is is seizing uh, the realms of violent spiritual revolution, which is designed to enslave all of mankind, God is, is, not turning to the right and he's not turning to the left. God is pursuing knowledge. Even though he's the source of knowledge, God is pursuing knowledge, and God is um, in the very final battle with Lucifer and Satan and the fallen angels. Now, the, the worst and most vile sin that God can commit is to you is to allow mankind to use its abilities to um, create man um, in Satan's image through transhumanism. So we see right now the proliferation of transhumanism, which is the usage of technology and science and physics. Um, and energy fields. It's the usage of those sciences and technologies that allow man to build a Frankenstein, if you will, to build what mankind calls the new man. So as mankind builds the new man, mankind finds itself in the position of creating artificial DNA, an artificial genetic code, an artificial um, um, genetic coding network, all of these things are being implemented by mankind. And there are things, for example, as um, 
mankind building a artificial and non-human genetic code. Let me say that again. Right now, as we're speaking, mankind has already built and created an artificial and non-human genetic code. The result of this is that with this genetic code, uh, mankind is able to create an artificial uh, genome, an artificial genetic code that counterfeits the gifting and the assets that God has equipped mankind with when he first created them. So, so mankind, because of genetic engineering, is becoming dangerously close to creating himself in the image of God mixed with a hybrid creature known as Lucifer or Satan. It's very, very dangerous. So we are now at this pivotal point in history. And what we can expect to see to come is the manifestation of evil and cruelty at unprecedented levels. If you review history in a fast-moving modality, and if you were to look at the pictures and read books on, on history going back 100 years, you would be in possession of a body of knowledge that would reveal to you incredible cruelty, incredible fascism, incredible slavery, incredible anti-love, incredible horror on every turn. The, the notion that man can create uh, an artificial man that is genetically a merger of both beast and man is not only horrific, but it's doable. This artificial genetic code that men are creating is those people that have an artificial or synthetic genetic code are known as synths, S-Y-N-T-H. So synths, men and women with synthetic DNA, are creating artificial human creatures with synthetic DNA. Now, this compounds even more. But before I get into that, I must encourage you, I must exhort you, that at this particular time period, it is incumbent upon you to gain, gather, and process all the knowledge and wisdom that you possibly can in order for you to be more than victorious in the spiritual war that is raging all around of us. And so we are in a, in a hyper-genetic war, and we are stepping into a future that is so terrifying and so monstrous that we all struggle uh, for the words to describe it. Now, I need you to join with me, because it doesn't take a much I've said this many times, I talk about it in, in my books, but it does not take uh, a, a majority to win a spiritual or natural battle. In order to win a spiritual or natural battle, it simply takes a faith-filled minority that is rock-solid in their faith towards God, just like Joshua and Caleb were. 
And Joshua and Caleb provide an excellent model of men whose minds have been renewed by the Word of God, and the Lord supernaturally enhances their faith, causing them. This is critical to grasp this. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. But you can't have power if you don't have knowledge. If you, The number one way of acquiring knowledge, hate to break it to you, according to neuroscientists, the number one way of acquiring knowledge uh, is to inquire, is to acquire, the number one way of acquiring power is to acquire knowledge. If you acquire knowledge, you subsequently acquire power. So this is how the dynamic plays out. You have the capacity and the ability to become incredibly powerful in Jesus Christ. The prerequisite is that you acquire knowledge which will grant you power. Now, neuroscientists, doctors, educators, ministers that know the Word of God and others will all tell you that the most powerful methodology and technology available to man that will that will give man enormous power is when you release a man or a woman to acquire all the knowledge that they can and the most productive way of acquiring productive knowledge which brings about power the most productive methodology is when an individual begins to read and study books beginning with the Bible. What separates the super-civilizations, what separates the cutting-edge advancement nations, what separates uh, those that succeed from those that fail, is the incorporation of this one principle. When any people group decides and commits to the acquisition of knowledge, specifically by reading countless books on a wide diversity of subjects like science and technology and genetics and the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. When you commit to reading books, you have just entered a zone of hyper-intelligence, hyper-knowledge, and hyper-power. It's available to you. But if you read the Word of God, it tells you over and over again, within the pages of the Word of God, it tells you over and over again that the most uh, efficient way that you can gain knowledge, wealth, wisdom, strategy, and power, the most efficient way that you can acquire those assets is to dedicate yourself and commit yourself to the acquisition of knowledge which always produces power for a people, for a nation, and for an individual. So if you study the Bible, you will see over and over and over again verses from the Lord where he promises his people deliverance, wealth, 
prosperity, strength, supernatural guidance, the ability to overcome, and many, many other things God promises his people if his people are committed to the acquisition of knowledge, which inevitably brings about the acquisition of power. Knowledge is power. So, probably the most important, I was raised in an atheistic, humanistic, existentialist home that did not believe in God and religion, but my parents believed in reading, in self-education, and so I read approximately 50 books a month easily during my childhood because I didn't have the the dumbed-down perception tech called social media and my cell phone and all the rest of that nonsense. So that forced me to pursue knowledge, and that granted me power, because I learned the power of reading, the power of the Word, the power of knowledge, and I also learned how valuable this is. And so it is critical that you understand that the fastest ticket to acquiring power is to acquire knowledge. And when you do that, your footsteps will move progressively forward on a quantum level with quantum speed. Now, the other critical factor here is I gain, I was reading all these books on, on, on all this. I talk about all of this in my book, Power From On High. If you read my book, Power From On High, the way you read Power From On High, I would recommend is you don't start um, on page one and finish on page 356 or whatever. It's not designed, I know some of you love linear, but you're not a robot and neither am I. So I didn't write the book for linear robots. I wrote the book for real people with busy schedules. And when you read the book, Power From On High, I explain to you and share with you high voltage aspects of my testimony and my quest for truth in in multiple realities, in multiple dimensions, that brought me to this present time where the Lord, by His grace, unmerited favor, has downloaded into my consciousness he has downloaded a quantum download of knowledge, power, and how the Bible and a biblical worldview applies to science, technology, theology, etc., etc. So that brings us to this position, and it's an all-important position. It brings us to the position where we become acutely alert, acutely aware that we are right now in an all-out last days spiritual battle with biblical and prophetic overtones. And at the present moment, I'm telling you the truth. You may not like what I'm about to say, but if I don't say it, then I'm lying to you. So at this critical juncture, I must speak the truth. And so this is what I have to say to you. The place that we're in, in America and around the world, make no mistake about it, this is the most dangerous place 
in all of human history. Because what happens over the the next couple of years regarding economy and military and technology and everything else, what will happen in the next couple of years is a global implosion where knowledge, true knowledge, literally gets, it's like the force in physics of a vacuum, like in a vacuum tube. Or, or anything that can function in physics as a vacuum. When we bring our stuff, our personality, our lives, our experiences, when we bring it into a, a vacuum, that vacuum has the power to suck out all digression, all illusion, all um, uh, disinformation, all apostasy, and all deception. And so the critical, decisive factor here, besides understanding completely and fully that knowledge is power, the critical understanding here is that you and I learn the full power of the Word of God, and that you and I learn that knowledge and the accelerated gathering and acquisition of knowledge progresses at an ever-increasing and accelerated rate, which means that you and I are being called by God for such a time as this to enter a deeper dimension of the spiritual battle than we have ever been in before. Now, we know we're going to win. We know that in Christ uh, we, we conquer all things. We know that. But in order for us to, to move to the prophetic point known as the end of the age, we must be faithful to take those steps. We must be faithful to recognize that we don't have the power in and of ourselves to be victorious. Therefore, by faith, we need to reach outside of ourselves and by faith receive power from on high. Now, what I want to recommend to you, and I'm very serious about this, I've written 38 books and I have more coming. The books are designed to bring any person from a stationary intellectual, spiritual knowledge position. They're designed to bring any person and then via activation by the Holy Spirit, any person can experience being clothed with power from on high, in which the dunamis, or the dynamite power of God, detonates and explodes, and we enter a dimension of acceleration, and in that dimension of acceleration, we become more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, And listen to this, this is critical. And having done that, we overwhelmingly become the people of God, the people of biblical faith, who by faith are clothed with power from on high, which is the dunamis, the dynamite power of God. And in order to do that, you can't just be religious. Being religious in in the evangelical sense of of the term 
means being, you know, like dead. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And therefore, we must be overcomers in Christ Jesus. And so I strongly recommend, in order to get knowledge, that you grab yourself a copy of Power from on High, the greatest battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, The Day the Dollar Died, Conquering the Matrix, um, and, and other books that are available to you right now at um, a discount price and a bulk discount price. So you can get them now, and what you need to do is buy some for yourself, buy some for your friends. And when you spread these books around, you are spreading the seed of God's Word, which brings people into salvation. Make no mistake about it. When you spread these books around, like Power from on High, available at paulmcguire.us, you are spreading these books around, which are the life-giving seeds of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They will, by the power of God, reproduce. And, And that's your mandate. That's your mission. In fact, your mission and your mandate is is bigger than that. You and I are called to bring in the last day's soul harvest. You and I are called to be clothed with power from on high. You and I are called to be victorious in the spiritual battle. You and I are called to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And you and I are called to irreversibly turn the tide of the spiritual battle around and no matter what army, demonic or otherwise, has arrayed itself against us in all its evil, please remember that no matter what the level of evil is, you and I have been given an overwhelming infusion of the supernatural power of God. You and I have been given the supernatural authority in Jesus Christ to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And so, with this knowledge and with this anointing that includes the power of the Holy Spirit, you and I can take back the land and you and I can spread. Just think about this. Each one of us is a human being that is composed with unique electromagnetic frequencies, EMF, and each one of us have completely unique and different and individual EMF frequencies. And satellites and other technology can determine the individual quality of the individual EMF frequencies that compose us. Now, in order to take the next step of accelerated truth, you and I have to get serious. It has nothing to do whether you feel like it or not. You and I have to get serious and make a real commitment to be clothed with power from on high. And any moment you choose to, including right now, you can come before the Lord Jesus Christ and humbly ask Jesus to clothe you with power from on high. And if you ask him in faith in the name of Jesus, and you begin to worship Jesus by holding your hands out towards heaven, and you begin to worship and praise Jesus, if you will be obedient to do that, 
then the Lord will send you his dunamis, the dynamite explosive power of God. And that dunamis will trigger an explosion. The, the dunamis is the dynamite detonation of the Holy Spirit. It will trigger an explosion in the invisible realm that is so powerful that it will shake both the earthly realm and the heavenly realm. And the consequence will be that we will be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. This is Paul McGuire. You must visit now. Now, paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. I need your help in spreading this word. I need you to sign, join, and everything else. Visit paulmcguire.us. Music.